0: Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a
1: guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his. What? Let's go! It's showtime. Showtime.
0: Showtime. And now, here is your host, Warwick Merry. Welcome back to another episode of the Get more Success Show. Today we're coming to you live. that's right. It's a face-to-face recording and I have with me. Uh, actually he's been a guy who's actually guided me in several elements of my business. He doesn't know it though uh, in that I've learned some of the tricks from him. He is the national boxer size champion uh, in this or oh, no speedball champion. So uh, I'll need to uh, correct that. We'll fix that later. Uh, Spoken in 29 different countries, over 2,000 events. He's got 20 years in the business. And he is really about getting that rhythm right in so many different areas of your business. Please welcome to the show, Ian Stevens. Hey, thanks, Warwick. Thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, boy, the
1: speedball championships. That was
0: uh, 20-odd years ago. (laughs) Just mention it quickly. Time keeps moving on, doesn't it? It does. And I've actually seen you do that speedball. Like, it's a big rig that you've got that you, you do the speedball stuff on stage. Yeah, well, I, t-
1: I take it around the world as a, as a as a prop. It's it's a great metaphor for mastery of learning something and then taking it to a level of artistry. And, of course, uh, uh, on the odd occasion, Warwick,
0: I wish I had have learnt to friggin' juggle. Because <laughs> lugging that thing around oh, the world, it is it, huge. Because it's a serious... I'll see if I can grab a photo and put it on the, the, the show notes, but it's a huge, chunky, steel-based... Bit of equipment. Yeah, we'll think
1: a Rocky Ball hanging down from oh. the frame and I've got to take the poles, the frame, the ball, the whole lot. So yeah, 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 yeah. Hence,
0: hence the desire to, uh, <laughs> I should have gone the way of juggling. Take up them. juggling, yeah, of course. <laughs> hey, look, I usually kick off with a the, with the question that, that I ask everyone and that is how do you define success? Someone who's been uh, in the speaking industry for a while but has been doing a lot of sales, sales training and engagement training and working with different clients, etc. But how do you define success? Success for me is simply... It's P H J. P H J. There you go. I'm interested.
1: P H J. And and this might sound like you know I've I've spent a, a couple of years in the Byron Shire, so it sounds like <laughs> I've, I come from Nimbin. Of course. But uh, no, that was a actually Nimbin was a thirty eight minute drive there and about three and a half hours to get home, oh, man. But, yeah. but no, P H J. Peace. Happiness and joy—that's really how I describe success—and that comes off the back of uh, one of the programs that I did early in my personal development career was "Crocodiles, Not Water Lilies." It was a personal development team dynamics right. program. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the, the name—we we might get time to slip back to that. But <laughs> um, be a crocodile, be a little—you know—go after what you want. Don't be a water lily that's just aimlessly floating around, looking pretty bobbing around, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, and we used to run a work. Workshop in that program, which literally looked at this question, what is success? And we've probably put over 15,000 people through that workshop over Mm. the years. And if we summarise the three words that always came up for people, it was things that create peace, happiness, and joy for you, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. If you've got PHJ in your life, then as far as I'm concerned, you're successful Mm. because like, I'm heading into my, what, 53rd year on this planet and uh, I've got to say, I think I've learnt the hard way, it's not about accumulating things. It's about growing and evolving outwards, not kind of accumulating and and going up the corporate ladder type stuff. That doesn't get you success. Mm. And I've done a lot of executive and one-on-one coaching with people who have got all the material trappings of success But they're quietly miserable
0: and they don't have much peace, happiness and joy in their life. Do you find with all those people who you've put through this course and the, the execs and stuff you've worked with that often they'll say, oh, yes, peace, happiness and joy is what I'm after. Yet none of their actions are directed towards it or there's no or there's relatively little time in the day where they can actually consider what peace, happiness and joy I've got. Yeah, because they've, 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 they've fallen for the old, when
1: I have, I'll do ah. this and then I'll be, right? <laughs> when, I, when I have enough money or I have enough time, then I'll do that, that, that stress release vacation I've been promising myself for years and yep. then I'll be happy. Yep, yep. Whereas you show me someone who's successful, I'll show you someone who uh, actually does that whole formula in reverse. Right. They just go straight into being. So be happy. Be a person that is, is, is peaceful with wherever you're at and whatever you've achieved thus far yeah. because you've
0: got no friggin' choice. It's where you're at anyway. <laughs> It's where you're at. This is the thing. People sort of fight where, they, where they're at. And they're like, I should be here. And that whole, um, I, that once this happens, then I'll. Yes. And so it's like, "Well, oh, once this, then I'll, and then I'll be happy. And then, then I'll be happy. And it's just like, you, you don't have any other time but now.
1: That's right. So just be totally in the now and, and move into, like, start being what makes you happy. And then you'll be doing those things. And then you'll actually have some friggin' happiness. <laughs> and you'll feel
0: successful in your own right. Um, so, what are some of the biggest risks that you've taken? Like, so as you were saying before, you're, you're living in the Byron Shire kind of area? We, right? we were, moved north up to Noosa Heads uh, now. Right. So, you, so, you're living in parts of the world, let's be honest, there's not a great deal of business sort of happening up there. They're sort of smaller, more holiday. There's a lot of people that say that's a bit risky living in those areas. You're far away from your clients. But what are some of the biggest risks you've taken in your life and in your business? Probably the risk of actually.
1: Chasing and following my dream that I knew would make me happy, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, because I was I was with the West Farmers Group. I was in right. a senior corporate role. I've got the company car, the West Farmers shares. Oh God, I wish I hadn't sold those, <laughs> <laughs> but I had to give all that up when yeah. I left the West Farmers Group, and that was because the only way I can describe it, Warwick, was. I had a quiet whispering whenever I went to a conference event and saw a speaker or went on a training program and West Farmers would invest in you, mm. put you on various programs. This quiet little whispering in my head would be saying, Ian, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And and it was like it, it kept persisting and I'd keep pushing it away yeah, yeah, and yeah. It just kept persisting. And in the end if anything i just had the courage to follow my dream mm. and 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 be go straight into being what i knew i should be doing right uh, so i think you know that back to that loop back to that definition of success um, and getting in the zone and getting into a rhythm in your life it's 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 all about having some courage to get in alignment with who you really
0: are right and that's something you detect more than you can be told yeah and it's it's Often people seem to ask everybody for the answer to their great question when the answer doesn't come from other people. It's got to come from within. It does. And, it'll, and you'll hear it
1: if you set up an environment to just have some quiet time. to actually hear the quiet whisperings that are actually coming from your subconscious yeah you know i'm not going high level weirdness on you here i'm just talking (laughs) about just just you know sit quietly still for 20 minutes three times a week and there will be a pattern coming through of the things that you should be doing and uh uh, and that that to me is a hallmark of someone who's been successful however we define it Mm. is someone who has uh had the courage to follow the quiet whisperings and uh, and chase their dreams and mm. their aspirations.
0: So you've spent twenty years chasing this dream now, yeah? Is that what yeah. you said before? Yeah. And so obviously during that time you've learned a few things in business. What do you wish you'd known a whole lot earlier? Oh man, if I could uh, if I could take
1: uh, younger Ian by the hand and give him some advice, it 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 would be these. It would be three words. Yeah. Life goes on, <laughs> you know, no matter what comes at you and you're going to be hit by stuff. Uh, this, the, the universe, whatever you want to refer to it as, is going to test your commitment mm. and your resolve as to whether you're going to stay the course and stay aligned with what you're supposed to be doing. So A, you've got to detect it, but secondly, you're then going to be challenged.
0: So you can give us a couple of examples of the tests that you've had.
1: Oh, Look, I, I, I tell my audiences, um, I believe in being a bit vulnerable right off the, uh, right off the go, and I, I tell them my story. Within two years of me leaving the West Farmers Group mm. and, and getting into facilitating and training and speaking, uh, I was you know, running the odd workshop, I'm doing the odd keynote at a conference. Warwick, I was also dead broke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: ATO was circling. I'm behind on the GST. Yeah. I'm I'm behind on my promises to my family. the The credit card debt. You know, I'm using the Amex to pay the Visa, and the Visa to pay the Mastercard, and it's just becoming a vicious circle. Yeah. Um, and I'd got myself into uh, in, in into a real state. Mm. You know, and, and then, you know, ever, ever notice that financial strain can tend to magnify the cracks in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Right. Because my 10 my year marriage fell apart. Right. And so, you know, I got I got king hit by life in those first couple of years after yeah. following my dream and <laughs> uh, yeah but it's all it's all character building and you you know you, you get put through the refiner's fire and you and you come out the other end having learned some lessons
0: so one of the things that, that you talk about and work with people around is around resilience so obviously you've been through a lot of this kind of stuff yourself so, what are you, some of your secrets on how do you how do you face these tests and not go? oh, stuff this. I'm just going to get a job, or I've got to you know just give it all up, give up my dream, and I'll just go back and I'll just go back to the old way. Yeah. How do you how do you keep going? And then go all right well i 've had no sale today, but tomorrow 's another day, and put that happy face on How, how do you do that
1: because because I, I I apply what I call the swerve principle, and one of my early mentors in you know, from Crocodiles not water lilies Roger you know, taught, taught me this concept of of always uh, i 'm not talking about positive affirmations mm-hmm. you know that that old adage that you know, affirmations are uh, I, I like them, but i don 't think they 're the be and you know, all yeah. that that old thought that. You you can walk east affirming you will witness a sunset for yeah, as yeah. long as you bloody want, but you won't see one, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's got to be a balance, and um, uh, and the point I was making has now gone right out of my head. Oh, the swerve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, This concept, and I talked to this in my uh, first book, The Seven Step Pathway to Mastery, available in all good bookstores for twenty four ninety five. Cool though. <laughs> but uh, this concept of of uh, look. My my nana put it this way, every cloud's got a silver lining. Uh, We use a little platypus to represent what's known as the swerve principle. A a platypus just underwater plays with obstacles. They just swerve around the logs and the rock. Everything's just a, a game to them. And boy, we take life too seriously. So anything that comes at me from out of left field that is unexpected, that stresses me out a little, it really is to me just a great swerve. So someone cuts me off in traffic, that's a good, good analogy, mm. and this happens on a daily basis. Mm. Some people get irate they get upset. They want to get up beside the person and you know, give them some European sign language to let them know they're not happy with their uh, their driving capability. But honestly, and Karina will affirm this, if you're in the car with me and someone cuts me off in traffic, I actually go, what a great swerve. <laughs> uh, that, that, that guy could not have pulled that swerve off better if he had practiced it for three months. That was amazing. Now, I'm doing a couple of things there. I'm managing my own state of mind because I'm not getting letting someone else affect my state, mm-hmm. but the second thing I'm doing is confusing the hell out of that driver, because <laughs> they're looking in their rear vision mirror expecting me to be upset, and I'm genuinely smiling, going, "What a great swerve!" <laughs> right? So you're managing your attitude. Yeah. So you know I'm down and out. ATO's calling. I, I should technically probably be filing for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. What a great swerve! Mm-hmm. You can't change what's happened. But you can always change your attitude to what's happened.
0: And that's the the secret. At at what stage do you turn your swerve into a U turn? Like at certain stages, there's going to be barriers that you go, oh, I'll just go around. Oh, I can't quite get around this. Like at some stage, there are certain things like, you know, if you're bashing your head against a wall, ultimately you've got to stop because your head'll break before the wall does.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the time to stop flogging a dead horse is when it's dead and it's on the ground. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. dismount. So, so how, <laughs>
0: how do you, how do you tell when it when the swerve has to become a U turn.
1: Well, I think uh, the, 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 the point there is that you have persisted mm-hmm. and persisted, and then perhaps, you know, on the, the third, fourth, you know, <laughs> nudge from the universe that you're actually going down the wrong road here, yeah. then you need to listen. Yeah, yeah. You know, but again, we loop right back to if you are not giving yourself some quiet time at least a few times a week to just tune into yourself and your thoughts, then you'll be so, you know, hurry, hurry, hurry. You know, it's a 24-7 on fast-paced world these days, so you won't listen to the quiet nudges. Mm. Um, and if you, if, like, when I do my quiet, um, you know, what I call solitude time, it's kind of you know, personal energising time for me just to sit quietly and think and ponder. Mm. And an old word, muse, Mm. just muse about things. Think, look in my diary, what's coming up. And and that's when I'll get the little nudge from my subconscious mind that, Ian, you're down the wrong road here, so stop. You know, you've been persisting on this pathway for so long now that it's time to do a a frigging U-turn, <laughs> yep, you know, yep. and go in another dire- direction, you know, definition of insanity. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah.
0: yeah. that's the thing, like if, if you look at, um, I've known you for quite a while and look at some of the things that you've done, you have swerved, like there was a real focus at one stage around sales, yep. but now um, I'm noticing that there's less around the sales, It's still part of it, but there's bigger picture kind of approach. Yeah. So what's what's big for you now? What do you see as a focus that we need to to look at? Is it around this shifting culture that... That you've been talking about? Yeah,
1: I do a lot of work with teams around you know high performance and culture transformation. Kind of with my my NLP neuro linguistic programming background, I bring some of that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, uh, I guess if if I've if I've got a gift, it would be this to to take some things that seem a little woo woo and out there and put them in a very practical form that's acceptable in the corporate world. Yeah, you know, and and like even the, the crocodiles not waterless program was about 15 years ahead of its time back when I got in engaged and and so it was a bit warm and fluffy and you know it, it's about how do you serve up principles like You know, goal setting and, uh, you know, that 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 M word manifesting that, you know, can be a little little woo woo in some circles. Well, actually, there's some practical formulas that, you know, if people understand them, nothing exists physically until you've actually done a bit of manifesting and thinking about what you want and desire and putting it out there Mm -hmm. and getting clear on that stuff. Yeah, and so um, yeah, that's that's the biggest space I love playing now is assisting organisations or individuals to really get clear on the compelling future they want and right. uh, and
0: work out a way to get there. So where does that fail? Because I, I hear a lot of people talking about um, oh, we need a stronger culture, we need a culture shift. Um, our culture, like because people will join a company but leave a manager, and often it's because yes. of the culture that they've created. Yeah and i know of a lot of cultural programs they spend a lot a lot of money on it and it just doesn't stick yeah. so what are some of the key things people can do to embrace or to, to to reinforce the culture in their organization be they frontline staff middle management or leader what are some things they can do
1: well 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 two things if you if you're a leader or you have to influence your leaders it's uh you yeah, you've got to find a way to 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 make the new inspirational and and people want to go on that journey with you mm-hmm. so they stop uh they stop you know resisting the new and trying to hang on to the old right? and uh, uh that's 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 the first thing the second thing people have got to do is stop friggin focusing on the results and the behavior because that's where you know most cultures are playing if we change the behavior we'll get the results to change. And so they they put a lot of time into, here's the behaviors we must be doing. Mm -hmm. Behavior is always driven by deeper seated beliefs and values. Yep. And so until they get some shift happening in the beliefs and values that are governing the, the team or the company, what rules of engagement are they operating to at a, at a more of a belief and values level, you're pushing jelly uphill to actually get the behaviour and the results to yeah, shift. So yeah. that's why my latest book is called Shift Culture and mm-hmm. the word shift has a really small F in it that you can <laughs> hardly see, right? Because most people say to me, is, you know, the culture around here is... Shift yeah, minus yeah. the F, Fless shift, yeah, <laughs> yeah an F-less shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: you could use that. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and and that's true. It's like there are a lot of people who would willingly work and engage because you know we're talking about how engagement in in employees is down. Like, and there are some who are not only disengaged but actively disengaged, or like you know uh, almost yeah you know denigrating the workplace. Yeah, so. What are some of the key things that, you know, how do we get these value changes? Because that's not an easy thing. Like, no. you're fighting against, oh, but this is how things have been done around here. Yeah, so yeah. how do you fight that? Is, is it that big vision and just constantly talking to the vision? Well,
1: it's a a combination of a few things. Firstly, it's realizing that the culture doesn't shift overnight. It didn't arrive at where it is overnight. Uh, We use a a really basic rule of thumb in in culture transformation that it's one year of dedicated focus for every seven years the culture has existed. Okay. All right, so do the math. You know, for a company that's been around for like 21 years, we need a three year process. Now, some companies don't have three years, so what they do, and you watch this when a takeover happens, they come in and they say, top or middle tier of management, you're out. You're gone. And we bring in our own people who quickly have a different set of beliefs and values, and that drives a different set of behaviours, yeah. which then changes the results. So we see it fast-tracked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you don't want to change the people, then you have to change the people <laughs> in terms of getting them to shift yeah, to yeah. a new set of beliefs and values. And that has to be, you know, we do a high performance team process over about you know 12 months. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's not going to happen in three weeks. It's yeah. certainly not going to be a, you know, one speaker or one
0: workshop at an event. <laughs> it's got to be a process over time. How often do your clients sort of have that expectation of like, well, you'll come in, you'll run a workshop for half a day, and then everything's going to be gold. And if it's not, it's your fault. Well, only until I point out that that ain't going to work. And if that's the way we're approaching this,
1: then good luck. Thanks for the briefing, but I'm not going to get involved. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So how often does it happen? Is it a a common thing?
1: Uh, Well, yes, because, uh, you know, everything's super fast these days yeah, yeah, they just yeah. want the results to change overnight and yeah. uh and i've, I've kind of give, I've got to give them a little mini coaching lesson on where we've got to play and what we've got to
0: do to get a uh, culture to change yeah. yeah yeah so what's next for you uh, as you say we're in this this high tech high pace high change market yep um, so the shift culture book is—is is that just out, or is that no, no? That's about
1: uh, that's about eighteen months out. Um, okay, uh, been around for about eighteen months. I'm uh, I'm I'm working on my next book. Okay, I think it's going to be called How to Be Happy Without Money. Yep, I'm going to retail that for thirty-eight thousand nine hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got to sell one. Yeah, you sell one. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be. A, I'll it'll be, be happy, but you'll have no money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's it. No. So so what I've been focusing on is moving a lot of our programs into the online space. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's always going to be a place for the the speaker face to face and the trainer. You know, if you if you've got to get them by the heart, then you're going to have to get them in a room. Mm. But there's a there's a, also a space for online training, and so trying to keep up with the times, we've been doing some stuff to put a lot of that on uh, on what we call the Enrich Academy, and uh, and that's that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, also you know just just I don't know, just
0: continuing to evolve and expand myself, and then mm. you
1: know trying to pass along some
0: good stuff so what are the fun things that you're doing for your, um, uh, your peace happiness and joy what, what do you what do you look for to, to stoke well, that fire? At age fifty three, for example,
1: Karina and I are off just learning to tango. Of course you are. <laughs> and how's that going? Well, it's really interesting because in 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 tango, the male has to really take the lead. You know, right. the female partner doesn't know what you're doing unless mm. you turn the body or the shoulder or the hips a certain way. And mm. so it's been really interesting for our relationship because it's kind of it, it's reminded me with that masculine feminine energy that mm. there's times where I've got to step back into being. the Man, yeah, yeah, and you know, Karina's had to kind of let you know, f- let me be the leader and yeah. she follows. So she's kind of had to step back into her feminine essence. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. When. And so it's really interesting. That's uh, that's giving us a lot of uh, PHJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, and are you using yeah. both of your left feet for it? or yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Karina's had three sprained ankles since we started, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of sore sore toes. But you know, I get a lot of peace, happiness, and joy from just uh, writing yeah I mean that's whenever I sit down and start working on my next book or writing a uh a newsletter or, or whatever the, the, the I, I just feel my emotional system respond yeah. that you're on the right path and um yeah, you know Dad always said, if you go to the grave and you have got family members at your funeral and you've got three or four trusted, loved people. Um, who are dear friends, then you, my friend, have been successful. Mm. And I just think that's a, you know, that's a, that's a nice analogy. Yeah. So I'll just keep doing
0: things that uh, give me some PHJ. Yeah. yeah. So um, just as we wrap up, what are a couple of things that you would suggest to anyone who's listening that they do to, to get in touch with their PHJ?
1: Uh, what I was referring to with that quiet time, yeah. and that's got to become a discipline. Yeah. That three or four times a week, it, it's. So we be
0: talking twenty minutes, half yeah. an hour, fifteen, or, twenty minutes. Yep. Yeah.
1: And and all I'm doing is just looking in my diary, looking at what's coming up, listening to the quiet whisperings. Mm. No white noise, no television on in the
0: background. This is time just for you. So it's not really a I'm meditating with my nope. meditation tape. It's just sort of. Spending time in your own head—that's right—and just sort of looking at what's coming up, what's going on, and see what rises. Yeah, to you. but I want to make the point that you start in your head,
1: but yeah. very quickly, what happens is my emotional system takes over. So I come down into my heart or my gut of yeah. okay, that's the way you should probably go on this project, not what you were thinking. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm now getting in touch with my what my emotional system is uh, okay. is, is telling me. Cool. So
0: that's one thing. What else can people do to get in touch with a PHJ?
1: Uh, peace, happiness, and uh, and joy. I think you know, throw a little bit of diversity back into your life, mm-hmm. spontaneity, yep. um, uh, get outside your comfort zone, be trying something that stretches you all the, all the time, you know, not, yeah. not bloody easy learning to tango at, at, at 53, I've got to tell you, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. you know,
1: and I nearly gave up on that, right. um, because it was stretching me too far, okay. and I was feeling vulnerable. And, um, yeah, so, so, but I'm a persistent little bugger. So when Karina disappeared to Ballarat to visit family for four days, without her knowing, I told her when she came back, I snuck in four private lessons to get myself to a standard where I really could nail the basic moves. And and then all of a sudden she felt like, okay, I was leading and she could respond and follow. So, um... Uh, you know, be be persistent. Stretch your comfort zone. So many people just are living well within their comfort zone. Mm. Um, we're addicted to it. We're addicted to. You know, I, I think there's 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 four things we're addicted to: um, alcohol, coffee. <laughs> uh, we're we're addicted to staying in our comfort zone, and we're addicted to a monthly friggin' paycheck. Mm. Right. And a lot of people are leading quiet lives of desperation because they are addicted to that certainty of that paycheck yeah. and they gave up a long time ago on following their dreams. Yeah, 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 cool. Hey, thank you so much for Jeez, your time Geez, we today.
0: went deep. We did, didn't we? Yeah. That's oh, right. So quickly, coming back up for air <laughs> and um, get a bit more of those PHJ in a sandwich. Hey, um, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more, more about your book and some of the stuff that you do, what's the best way to get in touch?
1: Oh, the website, um, Ian Stevens speaks. Dot
0: com. And that's Stevens. Stevens with a Ph. Ian Stevens with a Ph. Yep. Dot Ian, Ian Stevens, Stevens speaks.com. Speaks. That's the one. We got it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Pleasure. Great to be on the show. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Merry. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success.